Welcome to this week's FFI Practitioner. I'm Jordan Rich, and I'm very pleased to be speaking with Andrea Calabro, Professor of Family Business and Entrepreneurship at IPAG Business School and Global Academic Director of the STEP Project, which originated at Babson College in 2005 and now includes academic and family companies from around the world. The STEP Project is the 2020 recipient of the FFI International Award, created in the year 2000 to recognize individuals and organizations that further the understanding of family enterprises across countries and cultures. Andrea, welcome. It's great to talk with you. Congratulations to you and everyone involved in STEP on winning this year's International Award. Please tell us more about STEP. So the STEP project uh, stands for a Successful Transgenerational Entrepreneurship Practice Global Consortium a research applied project which has started in uh, 2005 under the initiative of several universities. The aim of the project has always been to provide advice based on uh, solid research insights for family businesses, especially during the succession process. Also, how to hand over the entrepreneurial spirit from one generation to the other. This year is the 15th anniversary of the project. Last month, actually, uh, we became an independent entity under uh, Dutch law, which is called Step Project Global Consortium. And we have several interesting new research initiatives that we are bringing forward in the next months and years. So this award was created in the year 2000, Andrea, and a lot has changed over the course of 20 years. What does it mean to you as a representative to be receiving this kind of accolade now? First of all, it is an honor to get this award uh, sponsored by FFI because we enter, let's say, uh, in, a, in a circle of excellence. And of course, it gives also accountability to the work that we have been doing, especially in the last years. One of the mention uh, that we got uh, related to the award is especially the 2019 Global Family Business Survey that we have been conducting and the report published based on this uh, collected data in which we have developed some understanding about how changes in demographic cohorts can influence how family businesses can be successful and live in this new, let's say, new normal. So we didn't know about all the things that were supposed to happen in this year, which have been crazy for the rest of the world. But we have done a bit of research related to how new generations of leaders have to adapt in a family business to a changed world. Because our aim is not only to, uh, to do and to, to provide uh, the field with uh, rigorous scientific results about family business, but also to make sure that those results can be uh, applicable, applied to the day-by-day business by family business. That's why we work also a lot with consultants, but also directly with family business owners from all over the world. Give us an example, just one or two of the sort of the educational component here, what you might offer internationally now to family businesses based on the research that you're talking about. We are already well known for the so-called STEP Global Summits, which are uh, uh, meetings that we do every two years in which we bring together academics, family business owners, and consultants to discuss together uh, cutting-edge research findings applied directly to those family businesses and trying to develop together new theories, new understanding, which can represent what the reality needs. 
Another brand new thing that we are going to do starting from September is to develop executive education programs, which are based on virtual modules. And our advantage is that we have a, a group of around about 48 affiliated international universities, which work with us. So our project is usually uh, goes across cultures. We try to understand how paradigms which have been successful, for example, in the US business world can be translated and adapted for other types of family businesses in developing economies and vice versa. And during the COVID-19, we have been among the first organizations to offer uh, specific uh, virtual meetings, webinars involved academics from different parts of the world, practitioners discussing how family businesses have uh, faced this crisis, but also especially which have been the plans for the future. We have done a series of five very successful attended webinars, which with over 250 participants in each of them. Can you describe, Andrea, the cooperative spirit that you're seeing out there? Describe uh, the sense of camaraderie, particularly during a worldwide crisis, if you would. We are developing a, a new, uh, almost it's almost completed, a new report on uh, family businesses, of course, and we have done this in partnership with KPMG uh, International. And the interesting thing is that uh, via our affiliates, we have been interviewing family businesses from over the world before and after uh, the COVID crisis, let's say. We are working together, so academics, consultants, and also family business owners to try to understand what is going on. This was not written exactly in any of the books that we usually write as mm -hmm. academics. Right. So from one side, despite it has been very critical, it has this the change scenario has given a lot of opportunities to think at uh, new theoretical perspectives, new models on how family businesses should run. It's possible, in my opinion, and also in the step group, that's what we think, to find something new, discover a new theory on how, for example, family businesses could survive during uh, severe exogenous shocks and crises like this one. The traditional way of living and the traditional way of being family has been changing, has been challenged especially. We need to work on different levels to make sure that family businesses can survive in this new normal, what we define as a new normal. The crisis aside, Andrea, there are universal concepts at, at hand here in terms of family dynamics, father, son, father, daughter, father, grandson, mother, daughter, etc. These extend beyond borders. Are you noticing similarities even among strange and alien cultures that haven't gotten together before? What we have learned during the years is that of course, there are cultural differences that uh, derive from historical experience, from social norms and other aspects. But usually what makes family businesses different from other types of organizations worldwide is that the concept of family, uh, given this cultural difference, is usually based on some values and a value system which stays constant across culture. And this is somehow the sense of trust the sense of uh, uh, reciprocity across generations, the sense of uh, resilience and being together, the importance of reputation, the importance of uh, being linked to the local community and territory in which those family businesses are embedded. So your organization, I would imagine, is poised to be that 
that go-between uh, that uh, companies around the world can turn to? Is that what you're finding? We, we try to, go to, to operate across boundaries as an organization. The strength of our uh, research initiative project is exactly to try to understand uh, what those cultural differences are and then try to understand how it is possible to cooperate, how, to, how it is possible to join forces. So um, one of the examples is this summit, uh, this Global Step Summit that we do every two years. And usually we choose a location. Then there is a three-day conference which is organized there. But what makes this conference special is that family business owners from all over the world travel to this location from one side to exchange um, talks, experience, knowledge with, with academics, but on the other side also to build network with family owners from other parts of the world. Despite the cultural, uh, the culture is so different, the stories and the, the life cycle stages of the family, of the business, sometimes fits very well. They are living the same story mm. and the same experiences in two different parts of the world. And what we are trying to do is try to connect those people. And one more question for you personally. I imagine you are quite fulfilled, and this is really fulfilling a need in your own psyche to do this kind of work. But where do you see it going? Where do you see the future of STEP, say, in the next uh, five to 10 years? Oh, that's a very good question. So recently, we have done a, a, big, a big change. The Global Board has decided to shift the organization into an independent uh, entity, legal entity. So we are now an independent legal entity. The, the new strategic plan has just been is just underway, but we will base our work on three main pillars, which is uh, research, education, and outreach to try to join forces in different parts of the world to try to understand how we can support education, research, but especially family businesses in order to understand how to face in the best way this new normal. What is the best way to uh, handle and to navigate uh, through these rough waters? Well, you've been very kind to share with us your thoughts on STEP, and we, again, want to congratulate you for this very prestigious honor. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure for us and, of course, an honor. Thank you so much, Andrea, for your interesting comments on education, research, and how countries and cultures can come together to promote family enterprise worldwide. If our listeners want to learn more about the STEP 2019 Global Family Business Survey Report and the plans for the 2020 survey, we invite you to visit stepresearch.org. That's stepresearch.org. And to learn more about the FFI Awards Program and the 2020 Virtual Conference, please visit ffi.org. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.